Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. In this episode, I'm joined by DJ Taz Rashid. He is going to be talking to me about music licensing, about doing yoga classes with binaural beats and headphones, um, about all of the projects that he has been working on and the things that have been inspiring to him on his journey. Taz has been collaborating with yoga teachers for a while. You may have heard of him from Yoga Journal, Wanderlust, Core Power Yoga. Shiva Ray uses his music in her yoga classes a bunch, as well as Skylar Grant, who's the co-founder of Wanderlust. And he's just an all-around great asset to the yoga community. So definitely check out his stuff. And here we go. Well, so what what's your most favorite project that you're working on right now? Um, probably my music licensing projects that I'm working on currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the main because I'm not touring right now, so I'm I'm creating, you know, basically like an online offering for people who are creating like courses and things like that. Uh huh. And so. do you do you have like specific teachers that you collaborate with over and over again, or is it? Kind of a no, it's uh, whoever needs help. Yeah, whoever needs help and whoever needs music for their programs. Cool. How mostly yoga teachers. So you said you've been doing this for a while, but like obviously the online offerings have probably ramped up since closure. Yeah, stuff. yeah. You know, I just have different like um, subscription models and plans and things like that. So it's not like charging thousands of dollars to like license music. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So do you feel like explaining that? I feel like that's really sure. interesting to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the interview. Yeah. Well, we are. Are, are we recording? We're oh, doing we're it. Going. Yeah, we're, I'm... <laughs> we're here <Okay>. already. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like, so I've been licensing music for different brands, um, since like 2016, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of times these brands have like really decent budgets that are paying like 50, you know, hundred dollars a track. And, and it's been awesome when those times were there, but now I'm working with a lot of like teachers, uh, yoga teachers, meditation teachers who don't really have a big budget, you know, whether uh-huh. it's their online program or their course, or if it's a yoga studio who's creating courses and things like that. So my idea was like, you know, I can help these, teachers you know because that's my audience and that's who I work with and um and I can create something for them of that same value you know but not have to charge them twelve thousand dollars because they Uh can't afford that so um really like what I've done is just put my library together of like four or five hundred tracks all kinds of different styles from the most ambient music for like yoga nidra to like EDM music for like you know, power cardio and stuff like that. Huh. And I've also uh, partnered up with a couple different producers who I work with. Um, one being Momentology and one being Songs of Eden, who you know. Yeah. And so, I've, so I've brought in a lot of our collaborative tracks in, in our libraries. And, and so I'm basically helping out teachers um, with their programs, you know. And, uh, and we have different like uh, offerings for individuals and for studios. And so it's been really great to be able to do that. Yeah. 
how did you meet Mons, sir? Songs of he reached out. He reached out to me like last year, I think, oh, okay. via Instagram. Be like, hey, I love your music. I want to work with you. And I was like, That's I don't so really cool. know you. And then I checked out his music, and I was like, it's it's cool. I, I actually like it. And then somebody else recommended I should check his music out. I'm like, all right. And then I and then and then I was doing a remix project. Uh -huh. And um, I, he had been reaching out and we were just talking and like, I was like, hey, maybe you want to remix a song? And he did. And we just been friends since then. And uh, then we started collaborating together. And I, we actually have a small album coming out later this year. Oh, cool. And, um, we've released some singles and they've done well. Cool. Yeah, I've been I've been collaborating with him for like two two years now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All we, right. I got to meet him when we went to Sweden, which was Oh fun. my gosh, that's awesome. Look yeah. Cool. I want to go to Sweden. I've never been to those Nordic countries, so it's like Oh, it was so special. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Like I, love it. I want to go there and I want to go to um Iceland. Yeah, I have a friend really from Iceland. Iceland. It sounds yeah. really interesting. Oh, it's um, everything about it seems amazing. My uh, wife's parents and my in-laws, they went there. And they were they couldn't stop talking how amazing it was but everything they were saying i was just like that sounds like a magical place just, <laughs> there's apparently no predators on the entire island like as really? far as animals like there's no animals that hunt other animals or something like that really like, all their all their sheep and stuff are like they're, they're no one's gonna hunt them there's not like a wolf that's gonna hunt them or something like that Oh. I don't know if that's true, but it seems weird. But I was just like, <laughs> there's no like, great story. there's no like predators or something like that. And I was just like, that's weird. That's, I mean, who cares if that's true or not? That's a great story. <laughs> right. Oh, and, it, and, and I think it is true that because they were explaining how about the whole predator thing, because in every country, there's like all kinds of animals. Like I'm just Googling, are there wolves in Iceland? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, so, but I, I want to go there and, and it'd be, it'd be nice to visit those countries. Absolutely. And I'll go see Mons in Sweden. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, how old is your, you have a daughter? Yeah, she's almost two. Okay. And um, her name is Sophia and she's great. She's great. Aww. She's actually super calm and chill and, uh, and she was born four days after me. So. Oh, that's uh, sweet. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> I don't know what having calm and chill kids is like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many do you have? Must be interesting. I have two. Okay. Yeah, two boys. Yeah. Two boys. Oh, yeah. I heard boys are way more work than girls. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's just like a different kind of work, I've heard, because my, my friends who have, who have girls, there's just a lot more like emotional work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that that's true especially during like adolescent years yeah know, teenage I and stuff yeah. so i have yeah. that to look forward to <laughs> yeah both my boys are pretty emotional anyway but 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 they don't they don't do like the i don't know i think i i don't know if it's genetic or they just like watch us but um oh they're watching everything we're doing you know but i and so i don't know if it's like some combo or if it there is anything that's actually you know who knows but well, well maybe you do but it seems like they don't feel the need to like retaliate in a in like a mean word kind of way they're Who more was? like yeah they more want to retaliate in like a physical way you know when yeah, they don't, when they don't feel good about something so i don't know yeah exactly they have that they they have that like and the girls like, i'm not gonna 
plot my <laughs> right. And, <laughs> How can uh, I make you feel really yeah, badly? Yeah, I'm going to remember everything you do and bring it up, you know, in the <laughs> opportune time and just like, exactly. Remember that one? I was like, I don't remember that time. So it's like, how do you know all this? Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we have, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited right now, but, you know, kids are like expensive. You know, we have a nanny. There's mm-hmm. this like, there's so much new stuff that's happened because of having children and uh you know uh, we're not i'm not touring now so it's things right. are rough as far as right. uh the finances that i had been building the last few years was really amazing because i was thriving as a musician as a touring musician you know mm. and for musicians like i i mean i had 30 city i had a 30 city tour booked in just the sp- the months of like you know February to end of May this mm-hmm. year, 30, 35 cities or something like that. Yeah, that's right. So, and I, that's like, I was like so excited. And then there was going to be the summer tour and then the fall tour. And I also do these events with these sound off headphones. You know, I don't know if you've seen those. It's like silent sound? disco. Silent? No. Go, say that silent again. disco. They're like, everyone wears, everyone wears these headphones. They're all connected via a radio oh, signal. And then I'm okay. DJing and then the yoga teacher is teaching. And so we would do these huge classes with like everyone wearing the headphones and you hear the music through the headphones. And you hear the um, teacher through the headphones too? Yeah, because the teacher's got a microphone and it's going oh. through the mixer. So I toured around the country with a hundred headphones all last year and they went so well that I got another hundred headphones. So I had 200 oh. headphones that I was going to tour around with this year. And, um, and nothing happened because of COVID, you know, so now it's kind of like, you know, as a musician, you like, this is for so many musicians right now. It's like you build up your tour life and you're like, and that's a, a lot, much, most of musicians make money through touring. Right, you know, Because right. you sell merchandise and you're out there, like your business is on the road. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like a producer, you know, musician, and you just like license, you know, your music to like movies and stuff like that. And people, I think you have to be doing both, but. Right. You know, well, there's less of that going on too, because there's less. Exactly, there's none of that either. So it's just like, so now it's like, um, I've done a bunch of online events, which are fun, uh-huh. but you know, the whole online, you know, people are kind of getting a little mm, about online events. They're still cool. I, I still do them. I I personally enjoy them because I get to see everybody usually on Zoom, uh-huh. and I can <laughs> see like everybody. And I'm usually DJing like yoga experiences, uh-huh. or sometimes dance experiences or meditation experiences. So I have a very niche audience. I'm not like DJing parties and stuff. Really. Right, right. Um, but I get to see everyone. I get to see them practicing and it feels good. I actually have one tonight, you know? So, um, so what I'm getting at is that like, because all this stuff has evolved, you know, it's important for us to like, we have, we have no choice but to pivot to like something that makes sense to make money. Right. You know, and there are people that are going off their rails and freaking out and, and hardcore fear and then there's other people that are thriving in the most abundant ways because of maybe their online business is blowing up and then there's i feel like there's people like me and a lot of other people who are like in the middle of like kind of figuring out figuring things out and working on it and this and that and there's just like so much work going on right now you know to like recreate a whole life actually that's what i feel like is happening for me is like i'm creating a whole new life yeah for myself and for my family because I'm supporting them. Were you able to take advantage of, because I don't tour a lot, so I didn't apply for this, but mm-hmm. I know that um, 
the the recording academy put together stuff. this whole list yeah that they were were you able to take advantage of that you know i um i got like on my government money that okay, everyone yeah. got and other than that i didn't even spend time filling out any grants i just worked my ass off on figuring out how to like actually make my business thrive and there's a lot of people and there's nothing against anyone who did apply and get them good for yeah, you yeah. that's why they're there i wasn't even thinking that route i was thinking like what do i need to do to get myself and my business in place not like how can i get a grant to like figure that out I, and i maybe i should have done both but i my mind wasn't even there yeah, yeah i was busy booking online events and building my next businesses and endeavors and staying creative in that way and producing a lot of music i've written so much music because of all this you know yeah. clients and then personal projects so i just stayed busy you know i'm home i'm not going anywhere i'm not i'm not going to complain i'm going to figure it out yeah i'm to come back to the the djing thing with the the, the headphones yeah. i'm yeah. just curious so like what is the what is like i mean i know that's obviously a different sonic experience listening to something on headphones as opposed to like but what yeah. do you feel is like the what's the draw for people to do yoga yeah. with headphones on well so there's a bunch of different reasons uh first of all you can be outside you know and have like really ah. epic experiences you can be in the forest you can be on top of a roof you know somewhere you can be anywhere um even indoors it's like you can go into like locations where you normally wouldn't be able to with like big speakers and it's also like you're not bothering anybody because mm. it's it's that's why it's known as like a silent disco like the company i work with is called sound off s-o-u-n-d-o-f-f that's whose headphones i have and i partnered up with and um, i think they're the best ones out there um, i've tried a few other ones but they're just like they're solid their customer service is great and i know the owner really well and they're just like they're just they're a solid company and they know what they're doing. That's why I love them. Anyway, so the cool thing is, is that because you have headphones on, also the sonic experience is completely stereo. And so the mindfulness world has actually picked it up in a huge way because you're actually able to focus more on your practice, whether it be yoga, meditation, whatever inward experience you're trying to have and go through, you're able to go deeper because you kind of like tune out the outside world in that sense and you actually are able to just hone in more of your practice. And so the teacher's voice is like in your ear. So you hear the teacher perfectly clear and your and the music is like completely like around, it feels like you're like engrossed in the music. So you're able to hear the music better. The teacher's voice is right there. And I also produce music with like binaural beats, mm -hmm. which is like, <clears throat> right. You know, if someone doesn't know, your audience member doesn't know what that is. It's, yeah. uh, to keep it simple, it's, it's special music created to change your brain, you know, brain waves. You know, so if you're, like, if you're like, like most like right now, we're in like beta state, you know, it's just more like busy thinking, cognitive skills, whatnot. So when we start meditating, we start going into alpha and then deep meditation, like theta. So there's music created that can actually help you do that, but you have to have headphones on because right. it's sending two different sound frequencies and it creates like a phantom frequency in your head inside and then you you know that helps to get you in those states you can't ever experience binaural beats music without headphones so like i was like oh my god this is awesome because now awesome. i can create these experiences for people so i would do like sound journeys like that guided meditation experiences and so I was working towards really building a brand around the silent disco and like I would be getting booked with specifically the headphones 
So I would travel around with like four suitcases, you know, filled with my merchandise and my headphones and my regular clothes. And it's a lot of work, but I like never, I never felt dragged down by it because I loved it. It was just like, I would trek through the airports with like four freaking suitcases. <laughs> and I always fly Southwest and um, you get two free suitcases already. And the third one's only 75 bucks. So it was awesome. You know, I could do it. And uh, that, I could travel with a hundred headphones. That's a hundred wow. people. That's solid. That's like a solid event. Would you say that that's a little bit like hypnosis, the binaural beats? It can be, depending on how you're using it and what kind of guidance, you know, you could, I mean, it would be great for hypnotherapy, yeah. you know, depending on the type of music. Absolutely. So I, my whole awakening experience happened because actually with binaural beats and with guided meditations back in like 2007, eight, when I got into all this kind of stuff, I was still like partying it up and like living in Chicago downtown, like doing sales jobs and stuff like that. But it was the binaural beats that I discovered um, even before doing a lot of yoga and stuff. It was the meditation. And I think it has the power to reprogram our subconscious if you do it like attentively and not attentively, but if you do it like regularly, uh -huh. um, especially during different times of the day, like using it before falling asleep, and we, just, yeah, we go through these states called the hypnagogic states and stuff like that, where you can actually reprogram your subconscious. So if you have a lot of like, um, if you have a lot of like bad habits or like, if you, if you recognize in yourself, there's areas to work on, like opportunities mm -hmm. of like, hey, I'm having, I have issues around abundance or I have issues around my parents or I have issues, that, we all have issues, let's be honest. Like, but identifying them is a big part but then how what do you do after you identify it so you can actually do some reprogramming and i personally know from my experience that binaural beats and good guided meditations um, can really aid in that process i work with this lady her meditation i don't know her but her name is kelly howell oh yeah i have hers yeah oh yeah she's a classic she's amazing and like yeah like i use her stuff without even realizing this was like spiritual stuff you know i was just like you like she had a positive thinking cd that i bought back in 2007 and i didn't realize it was like spiritual work that i was doing you know or meditative work i was just like wanting to be more positive in my life because i was selling copier machines at the time uh -huh. you know and um her stuff worked like it was awesome you know and then now i'm creating stuff like that with collaborations and things like that so yeah yeah, I was, um, somebody turned me on to those tracks uh, like three, three years ago or something. They're, oh, wow. very, yeah. they're very helpful. Yeah, and she has so many different programs, you know, everything from study music to, mm -hmm. you know, losing weight, creativity, abundance, fulfillment, like whatever you want, like mm -hmm. she's done. She had that market cornered, like for many, and even still now, but she got that stuff into like hospitals and things like that. Mm -hmm. So she was using actually using it on lots of patients and things like that. But so, I love that. So I love this idea that you're, you're in internal. So you have the headphones on, you're like creating this internal sonic experience. Also like taking advantage of the binaural beats because you're to like reconfigure, I don't know what you call it, like structures. Yeah. And yeah, then so you're like, moving. 
So I mean, so that's well, like okay. So let me back up. Like I'm, uh-huh. no, I'm normally I'm not playing a lot of binaural beats music during the yoga. Oh, okay. It's more during the meditation parts. Okay. Like those experiences, but you can, you can like, you can. I don't, I don't create a lot of music for yoga with binaural beats per se, but I do for the meditation stuff. But um, you can create new regular music with binaural beats, you know, and and um, if it's for movement, I would recommend like beta and gamma and stuff like that, but more like beta, like alert, you know, uh-huh. not like, you don't want to, people to fall asleep, like, you know, like a mid, you know, some sort of like, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, doing warrior two and it's like, you know, like narcoleptic, you know, I was like, no, you don't want to do that. Um, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, it's usually during the meditation parts. Absolutely. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm not sure if I'm trying to think. I my my brain is usually so so on that I bet I could do movement with binaural beats, but I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's it would be it wouldn't be really um what's the word like efficient to be using like theta binaural beats, you know? Right, right. while you're moving because Yes, it maybe it will help you get in a more meditative state. Actually, yeah, why not? I mean, it could, but it 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 will make you being in that state will make you more drowsy. Yeah. Because that's what that is doing, you know. Like you want to be, I think, while you're moving, you want to be more focused, meditative. So the beta binaural frequencies will actually help you stay more focused and attentive and centered, yeah. rather than being all over the place you know right, uh, so right. that will help uh, but you know anything's possible so i would say not using theta maybe alpha uh-huh. you know alpha is a the frequency to kind of slow things down a little bit but yeah that's really cool well <laughs> i hope you get to do it more again soon or i hope so too you know um like i said all those cities i booked with um you know everyone paid deposits so Everything is for the way we worked it out with everywhere is like, I'm just going to rebook all my, you know, studies, like when we open back up and it's, you know, I'm going to value that for everyone, you know, no one's going to lose it. And um, I'm happy to do all the events, you know, it'll just be postponed. That's the whole idea right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know what other musicians are doing, but like, you can do stuff online, but like, it's just not the same. You know? No, uh, I well, I was actually talking to Jay Brave about that. He was saying that he he hasn't been too into like the concert idea online, so he's been doing yeah. more teaching. Okay. Um, that's what I've been doing online too. I cool. I've done yeah, what, a couple what, of. What are you teaching? Concerts. Like class? What kind of classes are you teaching? Well, funny enough, I've been asked to teach quite a few music lessons, which I never oh, thought I would do in my life. Cool. Um, but I, I'm also I've also been coaching. Like I am mm. a spiritual coach, so I. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I was doing that before this anyway, but but yes, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, Amazing. Not recently, but yeah, during Yeah, you do it. No, that's good. I mean, like staying busy with that because people are looking for that, you know, and there's definitely people looking to spend money, you know, regardless of what people will tell you. Oh, everyone's broke. Everyone's not broke. Yeah. There's money out there. People are spending money all the time. For sure. It just depends on what they're spending money on and how you market yourself really and how you create the value for what you're looking to sell. Cause everybody's selling something, you know, like, let's be honest, like 
a lot of people in the spiritual communities have an issue around marketing and sales. And we just have to break through that BS yeah. because once you break through that, you'll realize that even every spiritual organization is selling something. You sign up for their course, you sign up for their teacher training, you sign up for their program, you're buying something constantly, right. you know? So well, it's like a, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way we exchange in this society. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I think there's a lot of abundance out there right now, regardless of what's happening with people. It's not easy at all. Um, it can be very difficult at times, actually. But I think there's something for all of us to look deeper. I think this is like the awakening that people have been talking about all these years. Maybe it was in 2012, but 2020 is definitely this time where you have no choice but to, you know, really look into what your deeper purpose is and try to figure out a business around that. Right. So you can make it happen. Yeah. And I mean, being at home is a great excuse to spend some time on the, you know, what you actually want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like someone was asking me like, Oh, I don't know what my purpose is and stuff. And, and I posted this uh, quote yesterday. It's like, you know, it's, it's not easy because we've living in America, we have so many options, you know, like some, you know, lot, actually most countries, people are very limited as far as what they are allowed to be as they grow up, you know, especially coming from the Southeast Asian countries like India, Bangladesh, that's, I'm from Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. Those countries like doing music and any of the stuff that I'm talking about doing meditation music with headphones, this stuff sounds crazy to those people. They'll be like, I mean, my family's always been supportive and I have a pretty liberal family in that way where they're like, but some of my family, they're, they're, most of my family are all like business doctors or engineers kind of mm -hmm. thing. That's it, like doctors, engineers, you know? And then on my mom's side, there's a lot of, a lot of them are into big business and stuff. But doing like music and all this stuff, like DJing online, this, this is ludicrous. And like <laughs> they would just be like, okay, cool. You know, Uncle Taz is doing that, but like, it sounds nuts to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, realistic, because they don't, they can't fathom the idea that you can make money doing this kind of stuff. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And for I, but my parents are really super cool. They're, they're like, dude, you got to do this. They're, they're like, do not be a doctor. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird, but they're like, they want me to like live my dream, which I'm like grateful for. But, um. Yeah, I mean, like, so what I was saying is that in America, it's like the opposite. It's like everything is available to us. Mm -hmm. So it's like too many options, you know, for most people yet. So a lot of people can't figure out what their purpose is. But I will say, like, what are you most passionate about? Like, what do you act like? What would you do if money was not an issue? Mm -hmm. You know, and then try to figure out if you, like there's money in everything. So figure out how to make a business around that. Mm -hmm. If it's fishing, figure out how to make a business around that, you know, because right. there's fishing companies out there, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was always so, my, my dad's advice. Um, it's cool to hear that from you. It's like, figure imagine, out your passion. imagine the thing. Yeah, whether it was your passion or any yeah. kind of life decision, like imagine what you would do if money were not. An, yeah, if it, if that's it what I always say. Absolutely. It gets too confusing with the. Yeah, and for me, it would actually just be creating music. Um, I would also love to travel and, and um, give back to different communities, you know, in some way, like some sort of like service work. Um, obviously, I can't do that right now. But in the past few years, I have been able to do that, which has been great. 
and raise money for different causes and stuff like that. Um, but whatever, you know, time will happen and maybe that'll be a case. Um, yeah. But yeah, music is the thing. So that's the did, passion. Did your parents move to the U.S. with you? I moved, yeah, I moved here in 1990. I was like nine years old, so okay. I'm an immigrant. Wow. And did yeah. you speak English before you came here? Not really. I, I mean, TV was really helpful. Thank God for yeah, American wow. TV because it's like when I lived in Bangladesh, we had like one channel, you know, <laughs> like TV would start at like 5 p.m. and end at midnight. But uh, in America, we had like 70 channels when oh we came God. here. I was just like, oh my God. Choices. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you can watch, you can watch Thundercats every day, you know. And, like, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then I was kind of like hooked on TV. But it was actually, I have to say it was a good thing because I learned the culture, mm -hmm. American like mannerisms. Like there's so much stuff you pick up from watching culture on TV, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's funny because like my wife is, uh, she's Russian, but she grew up in Uzbekistan, oh, okay. which is like, she's like Russian Jewish, but she grew up in Uzbekistan, which is primarily a Muslim country. And she moved to America in like 1990s, but because she didn't get a lot of that American call, like it's like she knows, but there's certain things that she, like she sometimes doesn't even, isn't even aware of because she didn't see that cartoon, that <laughs> TV show. It's, that's the cultural yeah. upbringing, you know? And like, like, there's a lot of things about the 80s in America that I don't know of because I didn't grow up here. So sometimes I'm catching up with that from like, oh, that was a show I never had or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's, it's just like how it is. Yeah. And Americans are very media um, savvy and mm -hmm. they reference it a lot all the time like movies so it's, too. it's like, rough like not to bro movies you know like it. oh yeah you know like quote like sometimes i'll get together with friends and we're just quoting lines from movies you know <laughs> and that's like it's like such a thing to do you know so yeah yeah, yeah absolutely that's really that's really um a huge adjustment um to go from from bangladesh to um, the United States or did you feel I loved it I just always yeah. wanted to come to America yeah I mean I couldn't wait I, I mean actually at that time I lived in Bangladesh but then I we had moved to Saudi Arabia uh -huh. so I lived there for like a year or so as well so right before I moved to America I was actually living in Saudi Arabia okay I also lived in Iran um, but Bangladesh is like the country we kept going back to because we couldn't come to America like oh. we couldn't get the visas to come to the US. Oh. So um, we kept going back to Bangladesh and, you know, cause everyone's trying to make a better life for themselves and stuff. And not that Bangladesh is horrible or anything like that. We still have plenty of family there that are doing business and doing stuff. But um, like my parents wanted to come to America, you know, mm -hmm. a, lot of our, a lot of our cousins and uncles, they were all in America. We wanted to like live here. And uh, so we finally got some visas in 1990. And so we were just excited to be here. You know, I was like, I don't even think twice. It was just like, oh my God, I miss everyone. And we went back and visited. Yeah. But American life is like, it's so much better in my opinion. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it really is the, I've lived in many countries. And in my opinion, there's no better country to live in than this country. Like, I don't care what anyone says and complains about. People have no idea how lucky we are in America. The freedoms we have here, the, the, the conditions that you can live in. You know, of course there's 
poor people in America in bad conditions. Sure. But like I've lived in Europe, I've lived in the Middle East, I've lived in Asia. I don't want to live in any of those countries. Yeah. Nothing against any of those people. I just, yeah. I like America. Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up in France. I don't know okay. if, if I ever told you yeah. that. But I, it, for, so for me, it was the opposite. Moving to France was like, I'm being taken away from everything <laughs> that I, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm watching all the shows that are coming from the United States going yeah, like, why yeah. do I have to be here? Yeah. I can't even buy Twinkies here. It yeah. was, you know, the stuff that I missed was, was kind of stupid, but um, like peanut butter, they don't have peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they do now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I lived in Luxembourg for a little while, like okay. just like four months, but enough to like see the conditions of like living somewhere else in yeah. London for yeah. like four months. Uh, I wouldn't want to live in the UK. Yeah. You know? Nothing against my UK friends. It's just like, I don't, I, I just want to, Ohio is where we moved to in America and like, <laughs> There's just something like simple and easy about it. You know, I don't know what it is. It was just like what I, I guess that's what I was used to because I moved here in 1990. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't compare it. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, for, for all the things we say about Europe, like it's so great that they have, you know, universal mm -hmm. health care, you know, think there's, there's so many things that I think work well, but the, the, kind of flip side of that is that there's kind of a ceiling on how much you can grow in your career Absolutely. because of you know, your schooling system too yeah oh my yeah i mean <laughs> the schooling that you need to do anything in france i don't know how it is in the other countries in europe but like to become a, a beautician for example oh yeah that's several years of schooling you know just just for that um there well, i yeah, was they get a lot of education. So, I mean, well, here's the thing. Some of those cities, some of those countries, like in Germany, for example, mm -hmm. and I may be mistaken, I don't know how it is right now, but I, I, <clears throat> I had a, a, a girlfriend from Germany and um, she was telling me that like her, like in their school systems, like you're given like what you're going to be later kind of thing where like you're, either you go into like a trade. You said she was in high or, school. Yeah, yeah or you go yeah. into high school or you go into like college so right. like her sister was like like didn't get the hire it's she, like she got that she was going to be in some sort of a trade and then she was kind of like you're kind of like stuck yeah. like that's what you go for and like that's what you have to do yeah that seems like like i mean maybe that's a good system i don't know but i'm just saying that to me seems like like kind of like limited in some way you know. yeah that's, i mean you could imagine you know. like for some i guess maybe for some personality types like it would be nice to have that yeah, like, reassurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. entrepreneurs it's a little yeah a little it's different. not a cap it's not a good capitalistic yeah which is what america breeds on you know maybe mm -hmm. that's where we have some of our problems but yeah i personally would rather have a capitalistic thing and know that i can super fail or super <laughs> succeed there's more right. risk and reward there yeah. But I guess that's the differences of like types of like democracies and political systems and stuff like that. You know, like when people compare like communism to ca capitalism and stuff like that. And I am no expert at politics, but like I'm, we're just talking about this. So it's like I can yeah. see that being those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have, I often think that it's funny because I think the people who are kind of the most gung ho about that I observe about being American, you know, like the most patriotic people are probably yeah. the ones that would do the best in Europe. 
because they sort mm. of just want to like do their job and not step on anybody's toe, you know, and just uh, like lead a nice life and drink their yeah. beers and whatever. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you would do so well in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have Absolutely. all your needs met. Yep. You'd have a month of vacation. Yeah. Um, oh my God, a month of vacation. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, for like the like cookie cutter stuff, that's perfect. You yeah. know, like you just, you know what you're getting into. This is what you're able to do. You have all this vacation. Here's your money. And that's because I think most of Europe is socialistic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you pay yeah. a lot more taxes and socialism some, is, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't absolutely. know much about politics either. I'm, I'm, definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not an expert, but nope. this is no, my observations. I, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good being here and, um, you know, we love to travel and, you know, with, with my work and playing music, I've been able to, thank God, I've been able to travel in many places and, just really seeing the mindfulness communities blowing up around the world has been, yoga has really been the gateway yeah. to, to just transform the world, you know, and now meditation is becoming that, you know, it's like the hot thing and it's great for that to be the hot thing, you know, but yoga has really led the way. And one of the brands I've worked with, Wanderlust, Dave, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's really commercial yoga. Regardless of what you call it, it's opened the doorway to a lot of communities. Mm -hmm. um, having access to yoga, you know, in an easier way without like feeling like it's religion or all this other stuff that, because yoga has been called the devil's work for many years in America by so many different religions and communities, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a purely physical thing. You don't have mm -hmm. to chant mantras. You don't have to take some guru's blessing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, you can just you can just go to core power fitness and you know do a power class you know or you can get as deep as you want into a mantra practice and get up at two in the morning and you know jump into cold water whatever you know it doesn't yeah when whatever you... floats your boat but um but those the, the yoga has opened that up doorway to so many people around the world absolutely when you came from from the east from yeah you said you lived in a few places um, yeah was this like in the back in the background kind of like you'd seen people do yoga or yeah i've seen it i i grew up muslim so uh -huh. okay. i it was like you know like i my family is very liberal meaning like we come from more of a sufi lineage uh especially on my dad's side so we never judged any other religions you know it wasn't like oh these people are bad or like oh hindus are bad or you know it, we were all like hey everyone has their path you know everyone's praying to God some way. So I was very like, I always loved religion in general. Um, I've seen yoga. I was always interested in yoga. I actually like back in seventh grade, I used to uh, check books out from the uh, library, public library on yoga. And like, like I was in like this, like, you know, when you're young, like you're experimenting with fitness and exercise and you're like, I want to lift weights. And I would do all these like yoga postures by myself. Like, you know, in the basement trying to figure things out, but it wasn't like a spiritual thing because I didn't get that element of it. Mm -hmm. It was more of like a physical thing of like trying to do these poses. So, um, but my wife actually, she, um, she was doing more yoga than me. Like when we, when, when we had discovered like, say like Bhakti Fest, you know, back in like 2011, that was the first time we came out there. I was just into the kirtan back then. I wasn't even really doing a lot. She would be doing like, I'm going to go do Sean Korn's class. And she, were, she would do all this. And I was like going to see the, the different kirtan bands and 
some of the workshops and stuff like that. So I was, you know, still more just in like the bhakti yoga, you know, uh, but then now I practice and uh, I, I, I feel different when I do it, you know, uh-huh. that's what I want. I want to feel that transformation. Yeah. It, that's something that I feel is difficult to get online that like kind of community experience oh, of, yeah. of practicing yoga. Like mm-hmm. I appreciate that there's so much available, of course, but it's, it's so different when you're with other people. Yeah, and what I what we tell people is like it's the best we've got right now, especially with like Zoom. At least you can see some people, but like if we weren't even doing that, then you're even more alone. You yeah. know, like that's it's like it's better than not being able to be in person. You know, because that's why I love touring. It was like I actually love touring because I love the people element of meeting so many people and connecting with them. So yeah, it kind of is a bummer now, but what are you going to do? You know, wait till it opens up, but I don't want to wait. I want to just create new possibilities for myself. And when it does open up, great. Like I've got doors open, you know, ready to go kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting isn't a great idea. (laughs) No, a lot of people are like, oh, things are going to go back. I'm like, I don't know if they'll ever go back to the way it was, but I know what I need to work on right now. And, um, it's um, for me, it's music and, you know, still doing similar stuff like that, but just kind of incorporating it in different ways. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Taz. I want to um, honor your, uh, your schedule today. So do you want to just tell everybody what, how you can, or how they can connect with you, how they can find more about you, your music, your subscription? Uh, everything's under DJ Taz Rashid, you know, Instagram or whatnot. And, like I mentioned, like my big thing now is helping yoga teachers and meditation teachers. So, you know, check out those links that uh, you're going to get some free music and then I'll explain how things work in there. And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Cool. So yeah. I'll include all that info in the, absolutely in this podcast. And yeah, it was so great catching up with you and uh, have you. a great rest of your creative Abs- day. Absolutely. Thank you. And Good luck with everything, and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspired Artists. Please remember to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps other people find it. Thanks.